welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. We taught on this, I think, in 2014. And we taught on this in 2015 a little bit. And then I think we hit it on it again in 2018. But there's something on my heart that I really feel like the Lord wants me to share with you tonight. And it's right along the lines of everything else we've already been sharing. I mean, you all know that without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't do anything. And we've been talking a lot about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We've been talking a lot about yielding to the Spirit of God. And I believe what we're going to talk about tonight is a part of that. But it's actually some practical things that I believe the Spirit of God will help us with and bring us all up. So in Joshua chapter 1, let's just read starting in verse 1. It'll give you a little background of what's going on here. Now after the death of Moses, something just radically changed in these people's lives. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan River, you and all this people, which is probably about a million plus people, unto the land which I do give to them, even the children of Israel. Notice, God gave them the land, but they had still had to go possess it. Just because God gives you something doesn't mean it's just going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. You've got to possess it by faith. And then he said in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Now just a little side thought. Carla, do you remember back before we even bought the land, the 20 acres of land that this building was, was set on? Do you remember back in those days? We even got a video of it. You and I had our leather jackets on. It was like late fall. It was kind of cold. We had our scarves on. And we decided to walk on this land that you're now sitting on, this 20 acres here. We decided to walk on it based on this scripture. Every place where the sole of your foot shall tread, God said, I've given that place to you. Sometimes you have to get your foot on it. Every place on the which the sole of our feet shall tread, he's given it to us. We walked on this land, remember that? And we, we were believing God. Lord, can we really have something this great and mighty? He said, if you believe you can, you can. Now, if you believe it's just for somebody else, you'll never get anything like this. You have to believe you can do it. You have to believe. You have to believe. I was recently reading in a Joel Osteen book. He's talking about how a guy was in Hawaii and they were driving around Hawaii, him and his wife, and somebody was showing them around. And they saw this beautiful mansion on this hillside with palm trees everywhere, just like a resort, but it was this house. And the guy said to him, she said, I'll never have anything like that. And a little voice inside of him said, you're right, you won't. And the guy realized, wait a second. Are you saying that because I'm saying I'll never have a house like that, I'll never have a house like that? And the Spirit of God said, that's exactly right. You have to be able to see yourself in things, doing things that you don't presently have or can do if you're ever going to get there. 
And so we walked on this land. Remember that? We shared the vision with the church. And then, wow, lo and behold, this small church with a very small congregation with no savings account bought the land, 20 acres of land. And we'd heard right at that same time from a high, powerful realtor that everybody wanted this piece of land. The, the college wanted it, I think. Uh, Mesa Mall wanted it. Uh, some mall wanted it. Some, somebody wanted it. And, and he said, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in this valley wanted that land. How'd you guys get it? I said, well, we walked on it, claimed this scripture, believed God, and we have it. And it's paid for. The building's getting paid for now. The land's been paid for for a while. And I thought, this scripture right here is what helped us to do that. Sometimes you just have to get there and kind of, you know, check your heart as you're walking. Because we were checking our heart and we heard the Spirit of God say, go for it. <laughs> okay, we'll do it, Lord. Where's the money going to come from? He said, don't worry about it. Just believe that I can do it and you'll see it happen. So every place where your foot shall tread, I've given it to you. And in, uh, as I, what did he say? That, as I said unto Moses, verse four, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, in the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And I will not fail you nor forsake you. Now, we have a New Testament scripture that says to all believers, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Is he with you? Yes, <laughs> yes he is. So we should be expecting great things. Verse 6, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only, he says it again, be you strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Does God want us to prosper? Yes. Prosper wherever you go. Here, now look at verse 8. This book of the law, we could say the Bible, shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, keep speaking it. Don't stop speaking it. Don't let God's word depart from your mouth. Keep it in your mouth. But you shall meditate in this book, the Bible, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have not I commanded you? Again, he says it. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, when he says be strong, be of good courage and don't be afraid. These are not comforting words to give them a little encouragement. These were commandments if they were going to possess the land. Do you realize if you're going to be successful, there's some things you have to do. You have to do it. Fear not is not just a comforting word. It's not necessary if you want to see the great things the Lord has planned for you. One of the greatest things that got me set free from fear is when I realized fear not was a commandment from God. He wasn't asking me to try not to fear. He was telling me, don't do it. And that's how I got delivered from fear. I got delivered from fear. One way was by receiving fear not as a commandment and just obeying the Lord. It's interesting when somebody commands you to not be afraid. Must mean you can not be afraid or he wouldn't command it. So, 
I wanted you to see this scripture here because there's a, there's a couple words in verse 8 that I want us to focus on. And they're at the very end of this verse. He says, for then you shall make your way. Let's just read the whole verse 8 again. This book of the law or the Bible shall not depart out of your mouth. This is why we need to keep saying the word. But you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. All right, we need to talk about these two words. Good success, just for a few here tonight. He's not talking about, you know, speaking God's word 24-7, but he's talking about making his word and the things of his word, the principles of his word, a part of your normal life. If you come across situations and it looks like things are impossible, scriptures come out of you and say, no, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If you come across a situation that says you're going down, you're not going to make it, no, we say, no, 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 no. God's supplying all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It just means you implement God's word into your life. You make sure it's just as much a part of your vocabulary as anything else. And then he said you'll have good success. So why not just say success? Why say good success? A couple of reasons why. One reason is good success is not just more money and more material things. Because what good is that if you're sick and can't enjoy it? Good success means you have the power to enjoy what you get. And I know this is kind of interesting, but um, a lot of the worldly success meetings and seminars, they will teach people how to increase financially, how to build big businesses. But, and, and they're using God's word, principles of God's word, whether they give him credit or not, in their seminars. And a lot of people do become very successful financially. But you'll find out a lot of these same people get attacked with sickness and disease and they go down just like everybody else. And then all their wealth and fortune is, is not doing them any good because they've got a disease that doctors can't fix. That's not good success. That's partial success. And one of the things that these seminars lack is what local churches should be teaching. And that is good success. I mean, it's one thing to have a multi-million, billion dollar business is another thing to live long enough to enjoy some of it. I was just reading just recently, again, after one of these rock and roll musicians who made it to about 53. Very famous, very successful, but died at age 53 with pancreatic cancer. And it just kind of hurt my heart. I was like, Lord, this is not supposed to be. People are not supposed to be cut short in life. I mean, 120 is already short, right? 70, 80 is already short. Why, and you just, you just feel for people. I remember listening recently to a celebrity um, who had talked about, you know, oh, this COVID thing. We, we don't know what to do. We're just going to have to hope that it doesn't kill us. And, you know, if it's not COVID, oh, I just hope I don't get cancer. And I'm thinking this person is a multimillionaire, successful, worried about wondering if they're going to get sick or not. That's not good success. They have the millions, but they still don't know how to ward off disease if it comes against them or fear or depression. And so we want to talk about good success. Good success includes finances and material things, but it doesn't stop there. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs 10, verse 22, you want to turn there for a minute? 
Proverbs 10 and verse 22. And I really sense the Lord wanted me to share some of this tonight because people need to realize that you can be called of God to do some things in this community, in this in, you know, this, this outward, outside these four walls. And it's totally God that you're good at what you do out there. It's totally God that you prosper at what you do out there. It's totally God that you're successful at what you do out there. He wants you successful. And not everybody's going to be a preacher. Not everybody's going to be on staff in a local church. But that doesn't limit you from being successful. God calls people and he wants them to be lawyers. And he wants them to be good ones. He calls people and wants them to be architects. I don't believe God wants some people to be in sports, to number one, to be an influence in those areas, but also to, to be good at what they're gifted to do. Um, I feel like I'm a little older than some people when I mention this, because a lot of people don't even, never even heard of this movie, but anybody ever heard of the movie Chariots of Fire? Raise your hand if you've heard of Chariots of Fire. I know you young guys never heard of Chariots of Fire. All right, all right. You, you need to grow up, all right? Just grow up. <laughs> It's a great movie about a guy who won a gold medal in the Olympics, but he wouldn't compromise and run on Sunday because he believed Sunday was a day he was supposed to take a rest and not, not run on Sunday. And um, It's really interesting because this guy was such a great runner, and um, the guy was talking to him about saying, listen, because he said, well, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be involved in sports. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be concerned about the Olympics. I'm a Christian. I, I just need to go on the mission field. And, and this guy was saying, listen, listen, God made you fast for a reason. And, and, and the guy finally realized, you know, maybe the Lord did make me fast. Okay, I'll go to the mission field after I win the gold. And he did. But he, he's, so he's, he's thinking about all this stuff. And he said he was running and he was winning and he was running. And he said, when I run, I felt his pleasure. You'll sense God's pleasure when you're doing what he gifted you to do especially if you're doing it with all your heart. You'll sense his pleasure. It's like when you're doing something, you'll sense his pleasure. You know it's not a selfish pleasure. It's not a pleasure that's just about more money. You sense something supernatural. You know when you're doing what the Lord gifted you to do, you sense his pleasure when you're doing that thing with all your heart. So in Proverbs 10, and I believe it's verse 22, the blessing of the Lord it makes rich and God adds no sorrow with it. Amen. See, this is good success. Yeah. Good success has to do with getting the riches, but also not a bunch of junk attached to it. Like, you know, ulcers, yeah. right? A nervous breakdown, lost another spouse, you know, because of being so busy and your, your quest for Success. This scripture tells us that, number one, again, God's not opposed to you being rich. And number two, if you get it his way, he'll add no sorrow with it. So it shows me right here, God wants you happy and rich. Yeah. And again, don't get, don't get the word millions in your mind. Rich simply means you have enough for you and, and enough to bless others. You have more than enough. And that's what the Lord's talking about here. So... It's so sad because many people do get the wealth, but then they can't ward off a disease when it comes their way. Turn with me to Matthew 6. And we're going to look at verse 33. I know we, we all think we know this, but let's know it a little deeper. Um, there are certain things that we can do as believers 
Now, now let, let me back up. On our, our Are You Struggling form, which we have made available to everybody in the church and our e-members online, we wanted to know what you're struggling with so that we can preach sermons in accordance with helping you get free in those areas, so we can pray prayers to help you in those areas you're struggling with, so we can write songs or whatever. We want to help you with what you're struggling with. So we put out a form, and you can fill it out. It's on the Internet. It's all anonymous. You don't have to put your name or anything. And so we have like seven things. Are you struggling with disease? Are you struggling with bad habits? Are you struggling with unclear purpose? Are you struggling with fear? And one of them is, are you struggling with financial lack? Are you struggling with depression? And so we've been receiving those now for over a year. And one of the number one things that comes back is financial lack. People are struggling in the financial area. So no, duh, I'm preaching on this tonight. We need to hear things like this once in a while about success, about how God wants you to come up, how he'll help you to come up. Certain things you can do to, to, to break open the, the resources. Yes. All right. So he wants us to prosper. He wants us to have good success. And so we need to talk about things that attract good success. Attracting good success. There are certain things we can do to become more of a magnet for good things to come our way. It's not all hard work. A lot of it has to do with tweaking attitudes and thoughts and how we talk. Spiritual forces go into play when you get these things in, in, in order and now you're not aging prematurely as you're climbing up, but you're actually seeing some supernatural increase come into your life because you know it's hard work plus good attitude, plus watch your words, plus watch your thoughts, and be a giver. So in, in Matthew 6, and this will show you right here that there's such a thing as attracting good success. There's a lot of spiritual things that have to be in place to get the things that, the way the Lord wants you to get them. So it says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's called attracting Good success. Can you put it back up on the screen? Seek you first. Notice he didn't say seek you only. God knows you has a God knows you have a family. God knows you have a job. God knows you have responsibilities. But he said, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things would be added unto you. Anybody interested in some things being added unto you yes. that will help you to be a, a greater blessing to people? That will help you to enjoy some things. Have some things for your kids, yes. grandkids. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So this scripture tells us right here that we can live our lives in a certain way to where God will supernaturally start to add things to us that everybody else is going after and burning out and aging prematurely and some are dying young because they're going after what God said he would add to them and their bodies can't handle it and their marriages can't handle it. So let's talk about a couple things that will attract good success into our life. Anybody interested? You didn't know you were coming to a success seminar tonight, did you? God's way. 
Everybody say good success. Good success. No sorrow with it. No sorrow with it. Okay, so when we're talking about good success, a lot of people have to be more focused on the kind of person they are than just the things that they're doing. Because there's certain things about people's personality that either attracts good success or repels it. And if all we get is the outward doing stuff down, we're still not going to be where we could and should be in this area of where God wants us. Because see, there's people that they, they get the books, they get the notes, and they do exactly what so-and-so did, who's a multimillionaire. They do exactly the same things, and they get nothing. Well, you can't just do what somebody else does. You might want to know what kind of heart they have, too. You might want to know what they're at. Check out the spiritual things that are going on in their life, not just the physical things that they're doing. And a lot of people do what the billionaires do. They don't get the results the millionaire get, so they stop, they quit, and they give up saying it doesn't work. No, we have to study more than what people do. There are certain heart attitudes that if we'll maintain, it's like it opens up this invisible door and people just have a desire to come to your business instead of somebody else's. There's just some kind of supernatural desire that leads people to your place instead of somebody else's place to support you instead of somebody else. These things are spiritual and attitude has a lot to do with it. You know, if somebody gives you a million dollars, my advice is become a millionaire quick so you get to keep it. I mean, there's a lot of people that have received a million dollars and they lost it. Why? Because they weren't millionaires. Just because you have a million dollars doesn't mean you're a millionaire. If you're not a millionaire, you're most probably going to lose it. What do you mean become a millionaire? Inside. In your attitude, in your thoughts. You don't just go, a million dollars, look what I get to spend. You go, a million dollars, I get to spend 30% and invest 70%. Right? I mean, millionaires think different. Somebody once said, if you took all the money in the world, divided it up evenly between everybody on this planet, it'd all be back in the rich people's hands eventually anyway. All the people that know discipline, all the people that understand character and integrity, all the people that understand, you know, faith, it'll all be back in their hands eventually anyway. Even if you divide up all the money in the world evenly, it would all get back in the entrepreneur's hands eventually. Because if you don't, it's hard to keep what you haven't attracted by the person you become. I said it's hard to keep what you haven't attracted by the person you become. It's hard to keep what you haven't attracted by the person you've become. That's important. And a lot of what we're talking about is what kind of people are we? What, what's our attitude like? Not just what's our performance like. What's our attitude like? There are certain attitudes that will lift you up in life. And there are certain attitudes that will push you down in life. I know this is a cliche, and I don't think I believe it like the world believes it, but it's really good to be a positive person. Right. Whether you feel like it or not. Right. Nobody's successful without this. And some people just realized, um, I have, it's my duty to be positive, not just a feeling. Mm -hmm, yeah. You're going to have to be a positive person. You have to look on the positive side of life. Mm -hmm. that, glass is, that glass is half full. Uh, it's half empty. It's half full. Yeah. It's half empty. 
You're focusing on what's not there. The other person is focusing on what the good that is there. And that's where you get somewhere. You get in this cycle. You get in this thing that starts working in your favor. If you notice, God told Joshua, he said, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to talk a certain way. My word's not supposed to depart out of your mouth. And he said, you're going to have to do what you hear too. Right? I got all the the books on success in life and I'm not successful. Oh, just one little thing you might have missed. Are you doing what they said? Are you just excited because of what you read? Are you doing what they said? Right? Are you changing on the inside? Are you developing a better attitude? Let me tell you one reason why a lot of people never become very successful in life. Because they can't conceive them being that successful inside. If you can't conceive it in here, you're not going to see it out here. The Bible talks about our hearts being ground and seeds going into our hearts. If you can't conceive a better future in here, you're not going to see a better future out here. If you do by luck, well, after a time being, you'll go back to where you really see yourself as opposed to the little spurt of good fortune that you had. If you re- this is something the Lord's been dealing with me about. If you, God gave us the ability to see things on the inside, to imagine things, and He gave us the ability to believe. And I think it's time we rise up above the lies of the devil, get a little higher in life, if not a hot, lot higher, tell the devil to shut up, appropriate life more abundantly to a higher degree. You'll be amazed at how your uh, how how the good things of life will just start following you when you adjust your attitude. The Bible talks about a spirit of faith, not just principles of faith, a spirit of faith. It's a part of you. It's your attitude. It's in your blood. What is? That I am everything the Bible says I am and I can do everything the Bible says I can do and I have what the Bible says I have. It's almost like you have to get there in faith before you ever get there anywhere else, in any other realm, physically. Anybody having fun? (laughs) This is great, man. Um, Let me just share a couple things with you about attracting good success. Number one, make sure that this book is is, is your life. Make sure you're living your life in accordance with this book here, the principles, the values, the priorities. Make sure this is your life. Not just something you run to when you're in trouble. Right? This is the handbook for success right here. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate there in day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein for then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Right? King David, you want to see what he said? Real similar. Turn to Psalm 1. King David, how many think King David was successful? Let me just give you a little background in case you didn't know. King David used to live in a cave. And then he started worshiping. Well, he was worshiping God, serving the Lord, fulfilling what he was called to do. And at the end of his life, he gave multiplied billions of dollars in gold and silver to the building of the temple. Multiplied billions. Where did he get all that? Well, this scripture right here will tell you part of it. How can you go from living in a cave to giving away billions of dollars in a church offering in his 60s? Psalm 1. David said, Blessed 
is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not stand in the way of sinners. He does not sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, not duty, his delight is in the word of God. And in his law or word does he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. That's like uh, open-ended. Whatever you do, what, what are you called to do? What do you desire to do? What are you gifted to do? Well, if you take these instructions series, verses 1 through 3, whatever you do, you're going to prosper in it. Because God's Word is going to be guiding you and helping you with your character and your attitude and your faith and your talk. How to treat people, how not to treat people. He said if you do those things, if you'll do your job with His Word in mind, He said you'll have good success and you'll prosper. Oh, that's good. And again, the difference between success and good success is a lot of worldly people operate in some of these principles and they have success, but they don't have good success. I, I'm so... Does it hurt you? Like me, when I hear people that have great success in the natural and then a disease comes and knocks them out and they're gone. That's sad. Doesn't have to be. I think some of these people need to teach a little bit more than the financial principles to good success and just teach the whole shebang. Right, So that they can have the health and the strength. They can overcome disease. They can have their... Th this is exciting stuff. In closing, because I'm almost out of time. <laughs> um, here's something that will help you be more successful. You ready? Decide what you want. You know, in prayer, you know, in scriptures, you know, God wants you to have nice stuff. He wants you to have a nice house, nice car. He doesn't care if you have an airplane. Just put him first. He'll help you get it. But here's one of the things that's really helped me in this area of success. And this is, this is going to take some work. This is not easy. You have to make your brain do its duty. You need to, at times in prayer, and this is why we have vision lists in the church too. You need to ask yourself, what do I want and then act like a person who already has it before you get it. Decide what you want and act like you already got it. That's called faith. Right? How about this? Decide where you want to be in life and act like you're already there. You know, shake hands like you're already there. Look people in the eye like you're already there. Be happy like you're already there. What are you doing? You're dressing for the job you want. Because you want to come up. Right? You, you will come up in life to your level of faith. So many people just flat out don't believe they can be that successful. And you know what? They never see it. They never conceive it. And they never become it. And all along it was available. <clears throat> That's good. <laughs> I put this down. When the millionaire is ready, the money will come. What are we talking about? And I'm just using millionaire as, as a word. Being rich doesn't mean you're a millionaire, although it's not impossible. And so one of the greatest things is just seeing yourself at that place that you're not at yet, but you see yourself there. And, and I know a lot of people, it's, it's interesting, but they, they, they want to bypass personal development and get to where everybody else is though they got there through personal development it's like even if you got there by luck you'd fall back down 
if it's not really what you're seeing, what you're really believing. Some of the greatest things I've heard about success and attracting good success is from a man named Jim Rohn, who is in heaven now. He lived a great life. He, he uh, had a lot of great success, taught a lot of powerful things from the scriptures. And a lot of worldly businessmen got their starts and their amazing corporations and things from a lot of his teachings. Let me just read you this in closing and I'll let you go. Um, he talked a lot about personal development and how if you really want to come up in life, you need to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Personal development. Work harder on yourself. He said, the big question on the job is not, what am I making? It's, what am I becoming? Success is something you attract by the person you become. Well, I am who I am. Any room for change at all? Well, I am who I am. Come on, man. We're supposed to be developing and growing. Right? And, and it doesn't mean you have to like get an eight to five job or there's whatever you're doing at this stage of life. Just just see yourself going higher. If you want more, so just see yourself going higher. You have God potential on the inside of you. If you'll just if we'll just discipline ourselves in a few areas and by this time next year, we will be on a much higher level. Man, you need to get so good at what you're gifted to do that when you leave town, people weep. <laughs> You need to be so gifted and so valuable and such so developed in your gifts and talents that people hunt for you. Can you do that, child of God? Can you, do, can you become so good at what you do that people hunt for you and call you before great men? What does the Bible say? Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. What gift? You know, the one you spent time developing and everybody else having all their parties and fun? We have, to, we, have to quit sacrifice, we have to quit sacrificing an amazing future for immediate pleasure. There are things that need to be developed on the inside of us and the Spirit of God will help us. I know for a fact that there's people, even in this congregation right now, you have books on the inside of you, but you've never seen yourself as an author. You've never seen yourself as able to get that out. You can do it. It's amazing what you can do if you just discipline yourself and make your brain work. You know what I mean? And treat other people right. And take love very seriously. He was, uh, Jim Rohn was talking about um, uh, minimum wage. And he was talking about how you don't have to wait for minimum wage to increase to get more money from the, from the marketplace. He said, you don't have to wait. He said, he said, if you want more, become more. I don't know why they don't pay me that much. Maybe you're not as valuable as the one they're paying that much. To the marketplace. As a human being, we're all valuable. To the marketplace. Think about this. Why would they pay the CEO of Disney? This was years ago. Why would they pay the CEO of Disneyland $50 million a year? And glad to do it. Why? Because he became that valuable to, to Disney. You make $5 billion a year, $50 million is nothing if he's keeping the whole shebang going. Right? Why would they do that? Why would they pay Jim Rohn a million dollars for one preaching, one speaking engagement? Because he had become that valuable to corporations. We can become more valuable to the marketplace. 
Right? We can become more valuable to society. And this is for everybody. And there's such a joy that comes with it, knowing I developed a gift God gave me. I didn't bury it in the ground. I developed it. I multiplied it. And the Bible says the Lord of the servants said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Because he had multiplied what the Lord had given him. Personal development is so amazing. This is something you can start right now. Man, if you, if you, if you want to... If you want to come up, shake hands like someone who's already on that level. You know what I mean? Ask yourself, how do these people act? How do they, what's their attitude like? And just start being it right now. It's awesome. You have power in you to get these things stirred up and developed. So he says, something, success is something you attract by the person you become. And Jesus said in Matthew 12, 33, make the tree good and its fruit will be good. NIV says in Matthew 12, 33, make the tree good and its fruit will be good. So what's the big lesson? If you want the fruit, you work on the root. <laughs> Some of these things on the inside, it's like you got to learn to use your imagination in a productive, powerful way. You got to learn to use your imagination. I know there was a book by a guy named Zig Ziglar who um, taught a lot of people how to be successful. He wrote a book entitled See You at the Top. And I thought about that title. I thought oh, what he's saying is, hey, Joe, I'll see you at the top. When I get there, I'll see you there. And I'm pretty sure that's how he wrote it. But the way the Lord quickened it to me is this. If I want to be at the top, I got to see me at the top. I can really get there. This is not just for people that are more gifted or more talented or more good looking or came from a wealthy family. I got to see me there. I got to see me higher than I've been. Your future needs to become your new reality. You need to, you need to look in the future and say, this is what I want and start making that your reality right now. Did you know there's no law against you being happy like you got all the good things that you want? There's no law against being happy right now like you got it? Yeah. <laughs> there's no law that says you can't be happy right now like you already got it. There's no law against dreaming. There's no law against being successful. Right? This is exciting. Why, why is the Lord saying this? Because a lot of people are thinking, I'm not doing anything great for the Lord unless I'm working full time in this church. I'm not doing anything great for the Lord unless I'm doing this behind the pulpit. No, most of the people in the body of Christ are going to be great at things outside these four walls. Influences for Jesus outside these four walls and then supporting things within the church because of their great success out there. So let me say this and we'll close. Income does not far exceed personal development. Sometimes income takes a lucky jump, but unless you grow out to where it is, it will usually come back to where you are. You can have more than you've got because you can become more than you are. We better close. Let's pray. Father, we're asking that as these words go on in our minds and as you continue to talk to us about these things, show us, Lord, that you're totally involved in what we're doing outside this church. You want us to succeed in our jobs, in our marriages, in our homes. You want us to be successful. You came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. 
We're coming up, Father, for your glory. We're coming up in areas that we know we could and should come up. You're helping us. Thanks for giving us a vision. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, Father. Let's stand up, church. Thank you, Father, for showing us things about our future that are bright and wonderful. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for all the wonderful things you're doing on the inside of us. And Lord, we take your word seriously. And we know as we do what you say, we'll have good success too. We'll have enough. We'll have more than enough. We'll be a blessing. We'll be able to help other people. Father, thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you for your grace in lifting us up, helping us in every area, bringing us up financially, making us a bigger blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. I'm glad I preached that tonight. I'm going to go home and listen to it. He wants you successful, guys. You're dismissed. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 